Hello there, welcome to InStep. My name is JL Rathbone. This is my podcast and where we get to talk about all kinds of things pertaining to faith, hope, love, and the greatest of these is love. I've done a little segue there for one of the topics we'll speak about today. But first of all, I want to introduce the most important lady and she's with me at the moment. Her name happens to be Cassandra Rathbone, correct? She is my wife and we've been married for just over eight weeks and we're very excited about that. How are you this morning, dear Cassie? Well, thank you. That's wonderful. Uh, So we've just had a coffee this morning and we're full of fire and faith and we are are delighted to to share a little word with you uh, about just what I was speaking about before. But before we get there, I'll just warn you that we are sitting inside of Kingdom City House as we record this, hence the reverberant nature of the audio. And you may hear the odd drop of water, the odd, uh, what do you call those, bird, (laughs) and the truck passing by. So it's real life and that's the way that it is. So there you go. We have an interesting story, you know, like many people do. And uh, isn't it amazing that we have the grace of God to carry us through and the, the favor of God to bring us into where we are now. And of course, uh, it's all about the blood and the cross. And we, apart from Jesus, both Cassie and I acknowledge that we really have nothing. And we, he is everything that we are and everything that uh, he is creating us into as well. And uh, he, as you know, he's faithful to bring us into absolute completion. So we rejoice in him each day. So Cassie, I wonder if I could ask you a few questions at the moment, or maybe just one to start with. We've, we opened this building just over two months ago. And when I say we, it was a corporate effort of many folks that, you know, I have people I didn't even ask to help out. And so we just are so grateful and thankful for the community effort that really has been so many people giving their time working long hours spending their own money and uh, so we sincerely thank all those who are who helped us to open the doors on kingdom city house Um, it's such an important place and uh cassie we spoke about uh, and you often say it's my department and that's fair enough but the function of Kingdom City House as, uh, you know, it, it has a particular kind of thing that it wants to do and that we want to do. And uh, I wonder from your point of view, could you uh, speak about what you see as a really important function of this building, but also this ministry? Well, in my own experience of being in a church, um, the difference with Kingdom City House is that its main focus is to train and equip and send and Mm. that excites me so much because uh, so much of my life I just sat there on Sunday morning and left 45 minutes later a little bit encouraged so it's exciting Mm. Um, yeah that's awesome right on and that's exciting to me as well and the tendency to just gather is strong isn't it I mean yeah yeah we we can sit and soak and all of that's great and we can become you know i often had this picture about a sponge i've communicated that before like what we've done a lot in the west is just to soak in the things but god has actually said to us to go 
And that's one of the things I really like about you among many things is that you have a heart for being outside and for the ones who are, let's say, unlovable and who, who don't fit the normal description. And so I see that all over you where you just have, you're just drawn to people who are misunderstood and who are the outcast. And uh, I think that's just so important. And, and that's where I believe we share that vision here is that, and perhaps we have different people that we want to reach in a sense, but um, the similar heart in that we want to find the ones who, and God spoke to me that word the other day, to love the unlovable and to bring them in and then send them out. That's awesome. Thanks so much for sharing on that. We want to look at a scripture here. I'm going to read it to you this morning. It comes from 1 Corinthians 13, and most of you will know it, but if you don't, here you go. It says this. This is NIV translation. If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm only resounding gong or clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries, and all knowledge and if I have faith that can move mountains but have not love I am nothing if I give all I possess to the poor and surrender my body to the flames but do not have love I gain nothing watch this love is patient love is kind it does not envy it does not boast it is not proud it is not rude it is not self-seeking it is not easily angered it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails, but where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part and we prophesy in part but when perfection comes, the imperfect disappears. When I was a child, I talked like a child. I thought like a child. I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put childish ways behind me. Now we see but a poor reflection as in a mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. A stunning passage, and we actually have a little kind of prophetic uh, thing uh, to do with this in relation to numbers. Do you want to tell us about that, Cassie? Uh, well, the first time I ever read that scripture, I was 16 years old, and it's stuck with me ever since, and I've had fresh revelation um, over the years with that and even as yesterday um, just just really receiving how patient God is with us and that's just it just amazes me and that scripture's always amazed me since I was 16 years old when I first read it like I said uh, I could not wrap my head around what is this love mm. and yeah every day walking um, closer with God and revealing his love mm. like this scripture says and um, and you know being like it says too you know how hard it is to be patient like we only got to the first one here and it's just so amazing yeah absolutely yeah I want to pick that up in a second um, about 
what God actually describes to us as being love. And it's something we glance over. And as I think it's one of those words that we have dropped the meaning mm. so far. Like the, the meaning resembles nothing of what God actually meant it to be. Mm. I just want to pick up this number 16 thing. So you said... Mm. <laughs> The first time you read this, you were 16. Yeah. And could you maybe talk to us about the number 16 for a minute? Yeah, um, well, it was really what God was talking to me about, the number 16. And it started when I was 32, double 16. Yeah. I surrendered my life to God for the first time. What I mean by that is it was the first time I actually acknowledged the Holy Spirit. That's mm. the right word. Uh, yeah, so I called out to God in prayer one night and asked the Holy Spirit to, as cliche as it sounds, um, mend my broken heart. Yeah. And this was hurt from, you know, from a very young child, um, lots of life hurts that we all walk through. Mm. And I didn't realize at the time, but I, uh, looking back, um, a few weeks after that prayer, I started to notice, hang on a second, like I'm not sad like mm. I was and my heart has been healed and made whole and yeah. the things that were, that were happening to me, uh, I was reading them in the Bible mm. like after God had already done it or amazing. told me and so it was just amazing, yeah. amazing revelation after revelation and it was a really cool movement. So yeah, that was at 32, so double 16, that was amazing. And then, yeah, it just kept coming, um, like 16 times now. <laughs> yeah, you what, said something before, I just wanna pick it up because you said it was a cliche that God mended your broken heart, but it's actually, as cliche as it might be, that is what Jesus came to do. It says yeah. the spirit of the Lord was upon him to bind up the brokenhearted. Yep. So it might be cliche, but that's good. That's the that's what God sent his son to do, anointed him to do. Mm. And the, the good thing about this now is that we carry that same Holy Ghost yeah. to do the same thing, to bind up the brokenhearted. Let's talk about the number 16 for a minute. Mm. And so this 1 Corinthians 13, mm. And you, you told me, I didn't know this, but you told me this about the number 16 mm. in relation to that passage. Yes. What is it? Uh, that it is 16 characteristics of God's love. Yeah, right. So 16, its biblical meaning is love. There you go. So um, that might be a little way out for some of you, but you know, mm. I, I believe this. God made everything. He's the Lord of everything. If he wants to speak to us through whatever he wants, and he will, he will do it. He's, he's God. We dare not challenge him on that. And I, it's amazing. There are 16 attributes here of love. And God, is, God, through the Apostle Paul, is explaining to us. He's saying, God, guys, if you want to know what love is, have a look at this. That sounds like a song. I want to know what love is. <laughs> if you want to know what love is, look no further. It's all written down here. And he's, he's trying to articulate, saying, guys, you really need to get a handle on this. Mm. And he's given us 16 ways. Isn't that awesome? And let's just uh, kind of be on a little tangent here, seeing as how we're here. Um, and it's kind of interesting. So you're born on the 16th yep. of September. I'm born on the 16th of June. And so God, if you don't know our kind of testimony and how the Lord brought us together, we were married on the 16th 
of January. And you might say, well, you picked that date. Yeah, we did, absolutely. But it happened to be one of the only Saturdays in the whole year that was a 16. I think maybe it is the only one. And you don't have to get married on a Saturday, but it just seemed to line up so well. Not to mention it's in the year 2021, but we won't get too lost there. Um, but isn't God amazing? Like he just loves it. He doesn't miss a thing. So that's awesome. Um, 16, this number, and what it represents really more the, 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 the point here. But let's have a look at some of these things. I love the first one that you spoke about. The first attribute, it says, love is patient. And man, if, if you know, what do you think, Cassie, if we could just get a handle on this, like imagine if we could actually be patient with everyone and every circumstance. Mm. Um, yeah, what do you think that would do for well, our own life and then the body of Christ? If we could just grab a handle on that first thing. Well, I think the key word there is first thing, that it is listed first and that's really important because if you can't be patient, then you can't do the rest of the list. Mm. Yeah, you, how can you be kind if you're impatient? Yeah. Like, it just doesn't flow, does it? A little further down the list here, at one of these attributes of love, it says, it keeps no record of wrongs. And I know it's something that, Cassie, you're very good at actually exhibiting that attribute. Why do you think it's so important? And why is that such a, a focus of love to not keep a record of wrongs? Well, God doesn't keep a record of wrongs, so we too are to not keep a record of wrongs. And how can we be forgiven if we haven't forgiven those who have hurt us? Mm. And that is key, forgiveness. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, spot on. I, I see, I've seen, well, I've seen both, like people that walk in absolute freedom. And I, you see the way that they are totally light and and full of joy and it's as if the holy spirit flows and where they've really had a very strong understanding that you know it's like that parable of the unmerciful servant mm -hmm. where they have been forgiven and then when you understand i'm forgiven then i'm empowered to forgive and the, on the converse i've seen unfortunate circumstances and I, I confess in my own life where I had to really walk through just releasing people and uh, I don't know Cassie if you've ever seen any examples of people that seem to be quite bound still and uh, I wonder if you could offer to us today like a, a word of encouragement to find a greater degree of forgiveness uh, well I'm not sure about any body in particular but mm. I can talk about my own testimony and that was the beginning of the Holy Spirit coming in and transforming my life was I had unforgiveness in my heart immensely and it was killing me mm. not the other person me so when I forgived that person then God forgave me and then the ball was rolling for him to just come in clean me out transform my life make yeah. me new Give me a new heart, give me a new life. Yeah. And it's, like I said, key. Yeah, that's awesome. It's so, you've hit such an amazing point. It's like that. When you can find that in yourself, 
and you can be honest that's what that's what the gospel is isn't it it's like mm. saying god i need to be forgiven mm. and i trust that you can sever all of these hurts in my life and that i'm no longer bound to another person or to some other sin that happened in the past but i understand god that in the power and the, the blood of jesus i can be completely forgiven yeah and when we that's such a, a beautiful example when we accept that the freedom that that releases us into and so of course there's uh, we're going to finish up here, but I really want to extend this invitation. You know, it's all good to talk about things, but God is here now, I believe it, by His Holy Spirit. And He is just as powerful as He's always been. And His forgiveness is on offer. He's faithful to, to set us free. That's what He said He came to do, to, to give us salvation and hope and a future. And so we're going to lead us, all of us, in a prayer now. That, And I just want to encourage you to lean into this prayer. And that God can and He will and He wants to release us from any bondage, from any unforgiveness. And that uh, you might have the Holy Spirit might lay, might lay someone on your heart that you need to forgive. You might need to give them a phone call or a message or meet up with them even. And you can go to them and say, look, I release you because God has forgiven me from all our sins. So we'll just pray. And it's been a pleasure to be with you today. So, Lord Jesus, we thank you that you are faithful. We thank you that you have paid for all our debt. And Lord, I just pray for anyone who's listening now who has never received you as their Lord and Savior. You, all you need to say is something like this. Lord Jesus, forgive me from my sin. Wash me clean. I believe that your life paid so that I can have a new life that you went to the cross, you went into the tomb and that you rose again so I can raise to new life with you. Lord, I accept your forgiveness and I release that forgiveness onto anyone who's ever hurt me. I don't hold them in bondage anymore. God, you are so amazing and I thank you for your 16 characteristics that we get to represent here on earth. So Holy Spirit, I just ask that you just reveal to every single listener if there's any unforgiveness in our hearts, Lord. Thank you for revealing that and bless each one in Jesus' name. We love you so much, Father. Amen. Yeah, right on. Well... Thank you guys so much for listening. The rain has just come on the roof here, so it must be a good time to pack up. I want to thank my beautiful wife, Cassie, for her amazing wisdom and the revelation that she has of the love of God. I pray that you're encouraged, and we'll see you again very soon. God bless you.